Brouche is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Brouche redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist, a fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Emma and I'm Haley and today we are just gonna be talking finances. So our best unsolicited money advice. Yes. Disclaimer. We are dumb. Yeah. Don't take (laughs) Take anything we say seriously and we are not responsible for any financial financial turmoil. Yeah. Any... (laughs) That comes your way after this episode. Yeah. Um, these are not, like, deep, like, super deep, like, financial tips. They're mm-hmm. just kind of, like, we're fresh out of college. We're figuring it out. These are some things that we've realized are important. And, yeah, they're, they're nothing, like, earth-shattering. No. Just some simple things. Yeah. I did get I, – I actually – well, you know what? First, let's do – the usual. Yeah, the okay, usual. Okay. And then and then we'll get into that. So, okay. Haley, what are you listening, watching, learning? Reading. Reading. You do it in a different order each week and it cracks me up because I get so stressed. <laughs> um, okay, I'll start with the reading. So, I just finished The Kindest Lie, which I touched on last week. Um, it was good. It was sad. Um, and timely, unfortunately. It's always timely with books that deal with like race and things like that um but it was I thought it was a good book and then I'm currently reading Firefly Lane which is a show that I watched on Netflix like a few months back and it was actually a Kristen Hanna book first which I didn't know and obviously we both love Kristen Hanna Mm -hmm. in this house so I'm reading that um but I just saw that A Court of Silver Flames is ready for me at the library which is the second book in the Court of Thorns and Roses so probably gonna jump into that one soon as well um I'm trying to really up my reading game because one you're beating me so bad I and it was a competition it's not okay. but I'm saying like you're on top of your target oh thank you you know mm-hmm. and I'm very much not on top of my it's target okay. Okay. so I need to be you know iron sharpens iron or whatever the heck they say in the bible <laughs> whatever god says <laughs> good. uh watching New Girl is the last thing I... I'm so sorry. New Girl is the last thing I watched. Um, Really not watching anything besides that. Haven't watched a ton of TV this week. This month has been extremely busy for both of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listening to... Back on kind of a podcast mood. Um, I've been listening to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth, which I'm pretty sure I said last week. Um, I'm saving a little... Uh, what we said podcast episode for tomorrow kind of like to space it out and like savor podcasts um I think that's kind of all I've list- been listening to there's nothing like sticking out to me in my music mm-hmm. um and then learning reading watching listening mm-hmm. I did all that. learning 
I am learning to not overthink things and just enjoy the moment and not be so in my head about things. Um, I had a really good therapy session today and that was like the point of a lot of it, which yay. Yeah. So learning to not overthink things, which is very simple and very difficult to do mm-hmm. for many of us. So that is it. Good. Um, I'm currently reading still the same books, Weather and A Promised Land. Mm. Oh, I've been listening to, I have listened also to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth, and I just finished the What We Said from today. We were recording on a Tuesday. Um, and then I have also been listening to some music. I'm kind of like in between, I fluctuate between my books and podcasts mm-hmm. and music right now, but the main character playlist from, um, Blue. yeah, Lonely Ghost. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's really just fun. It's a fun playlist. And then, um, watching, I accidentally on she purpose cheated. watched. <laughs> she cheated on me. Watched Vampire Diaries while he was hunting with her dad. <laughs> Sorry. Here's my here's my logic. We move out in three weeks. No, we have gonna... got to get a move on. Yeah. Except we have no there's time. There's no way in heck. I know. That we're getting through, like, the last three seasons Looks we like have. we're not sleeping for the next three weeks. Absolutely not. I'm, like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like we're, like, a married couple, you know, and they have, like, their shows they watch together, and if one person, like, watches it, like, watches the episode without, they're like, you watch that without me? You watch That's how I feel. Me? Not really. Honestly, <laughs> Vampire Diaries... It's so chaotic that I'm like, just catch me up and I'll, I'll jump right in and I'll still be yeah, just as confused seriously. as if I even watched it. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. even matter, really. Yeah, honestly. Um, and then learning. Okay, one thing I'm trying to be better at, so I guess learning, is being more positive, even though things aren't going my way. <laughs> I sound like a toddler, but... No, I mean, honestly, <laughs> we're all going to be learning toddler lessons our entire lives, yeah. so... Yeah, it's just frustrating when life is, like, not going how you thought. It's not even, like, that dramatic, but it's, like... like, it's so frustrating when your entire life is Yeah, literally. No. <laughs> it's not that dramatic. Like, I still have a place to live. I still have, have great friends. Yeah. I have a great job. So, it's, like, whatever. It's just, like, when one detail of your life that you thought was worked out isn't. Then yeah. It's, like, it's, like, when things I was counting on kind of fell through in a lot of different areas. Yeah. I'm learning how to still be positive and just go with yeah. the flow my mom always said I wasn't very good at change and this is just a lot of change in plans oh my gosh so. my mom always said that about me twice <laughs> <laughs> the energy in this house is going to be next level for the next month <laughs> it's already next level I apologize <laughs> I really do That's okay uh, uh, anyway anyway we're doing fine over here <laughs> okay so back to what we were talking about this episode Finances, I recently met with a financial advisor slash accountant slash mm-hmm. a really, really smart person when it comes to finances that gave really, really logical advice and didn't make me feel dumb for the dumb questions I was asking. So uh, I think that's the biggest, most overwhelming, I'm sorry, what? That's the most overwhelming thing about finances is like, you're like, I don't know anything and I just feel like a child and I'm supposed to be an yeah. adult and I don't want to let anyone know that I literally don't know, don't know anything. Yeah. Which, that's my first piece of advice when you start yes. finances because genuinely, I feel like 
either you know it and it makes sense to you or you like were never exposed to it at all in your lifetime and it's just like and then when you hit your 20s you're like supposed to be investing and retiring and somehow you're supposed to know everything about finances (laughs) when you're like 22 when you've literally never been taught anything about it in any setting like school at all no like stocks goodbye so what my first piece of advice is to not be afraid to ask the dumb questions and to just say f whoever else makes you feel dumb because Mm -hmm. they didn't know what they were getting into when they were your age either so that's my advice that's a good first piece of advice yeah just ask the dumb questions because you're gonna not have to ask them like that's the thing it's like if you just ask the dumb question you're not going to be wondering the same dumb question yeah for the rest of time yeah you're gonna know the answer (laughs) also it's like literally one has like you know, and someone will be like, this is a dumb question and ask you something. Like, when have you ever actually been like, oh, yeah, that was stupid? I'm like, well, some of the questions I did ask the accounting man were probably really dumb. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, on the other end of it, you're never, like, super judgmental of, like, if someone doesn't yeah. know something basic, you're yeah. not, like... But some people do come up with that response and, you know... Some people do and that's their... Who cares? ...own issue. Yeah. Who cares? Ask it anyway. Okay. So, yeah. Haley, what's your financial advice as a 20-something? As a... Okay, well, I would like to start out with money's not real. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I'm done. <laughs> Cancel us. This is the hill I like to die on. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not saying that. Um, I think... <laughs> <laughs> but you do. A lot. <laughs> I, I really do, and that is the hill I choose to die on. And I just think it's funny to watch people's heads spin. No, the first... <laughs> I think, actually, your piece of advice it really is the best piece. It's just, like, don't be afraid to ask questions, even if you think it's dumb. Mm-hmm. I think one of the first things to do is evaluate if you have a healthy or unhealthy relationship with money. Um, because, like, I don't know. I, I think some t- people's relationships with money can be, like, people's relationships with food. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense. But, like, you can have a disordered relationship with money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, first of all, like, be aware of that. Like, are you are you, like, thinking, like, oh, I'm never gonna have enough money because maybe you grew up in a situation where that, like, money was really tight? Are you, um, reckless with your money because, like, you're, sometimes that can be, like, a, a response to being stressed about money, like, well, no, literally, whatever, you know, like, like, evaluate that relationship. Yeah, literally right now I have to be even more intentional about, like, not sending money because everything is so out of my control that I'm, like, that's such a first, like, coping it, mechanism. Yeah, it, like, gives me a sense of power to, like, buy what I want and right. I'm, like, bro, chill. Yeah. You're fine, just, like, chill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think that that's the first thing is, like, evaluate where your relationship is at with money and, like, where maybe you've learned those thoughts. Like, is it from your parents? Is it from, like, what situations have shaped your relationship with money is the first thing I would say. Um, and then my second first piece of financial advice, again, take everything with a grain of salt, but for me is to get a beginner credit card as soon as you possibly can as an adult because literally turns out every single thing you do in your life as an adult <laughs> depends on your credit score cute fun story when i was in high school we took a dave ramsey course and he said chop those credit cards right in half with a pair of scissors and i said i will never get a credit card in my life flash forward four <laughs> years and we go to get an apartment and i can't effing apply for an apartment because i don't have an effing credit yep. score <laughs> and i'm like that was the dumbest piece of advice I've ever gotten. Here's our piggyback advice to that. Pay your bill in full yes, every month. Yes, every don't month. overspend. Yeah. Because, like, credit cards can be scary. Like, you're like, oh, gosh, like, I could go into debt. But it's like, no, just, like, 
you don't have to put everything on your credit card. Just, like, start by putting only your gas on your mm-hmm. credit card. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to only put my gas on my credit card, and then I'm going to pay it off immediately. Mm-hmm. Yep, just pay it off every month, and you'll be good. Um, I guess another one to piggyback off of that would be to make a budget, which I know, like, guys, trust me, I hate budgets. Same. I have tried every budgeting app. I've tried paper tracking my budget. Mm-hmm. I'm currently trying an Excel tracker, and I'm, like, a weekend and already am falling behind. So, it's just, like... I need to restart mine. Yeah. So, I understand budgets are so annoying, but if you can get down your expenses per month or even per week, that way you know how much you need to be making to stay out of debt. Mm-hmm. That is really, really important, especially if you're in high school. And then if you're in college and you have debt, like, factoring in how much you want to be putting towards your debt mm-hmm. every month to into your budget that way you just know how much money you sh- you want to be making yeah or yeah um I think like a good first step because budgeting is so overwhelming like a good first step is like just get in the habit of tracking your expenses like yeah. you don't even have to be like okay here's my budget right now just like okay, let me, like, actually keep track of what I spent this month and see where it's all going, because sometimes it surprises you, and you're like, wait, I actually, like, that, I can I don't need that, like, yeah. that was dumb. I'm like, oh, my, four AJ stops a week, turning into $10 a week, turning into $40 a month, I'm like, cool, cool, Yeah, cool. but, like, it's like, sometimes you just yeah. don't even know where money goes, so it's like, if you feel like, oh, gosh, I feel overwhelmed to even, like, I don't even know where I'm spending my money, how can I make a budget when I don't right. even know what those categories are, it's like, we'll just start by writing, like, tracking it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and if you're getting paid hourly, so, like, you're your monthly income isn't like necessarily uh, the same every month Mm -hmm. it's a good place to start too by just being like oh this is how much I spend and this is how much on average I make and working from there yeah also mine I do want to say like our financial tips are a little bit different because our the way we make money it looks different Mm -hmm. and so like yours is like okay how much do I need to like be making and mine's like oh I make this much so Mm -hmm. like how much do I need to cut out Mm mm-hmm if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, even though I do get paid well, yeah, I do still get paid hourly. Yeah. And like I'm on salary. So like yeah. our, our financial situations still look different. Um, I did want to say like on the topic of loans, because loans, there is nothing yes. more overwhelming. Right. And I think for me, as somebody who has loans, as someone who's going to continue to be taking out loans, like hefty loans into my education because I'm you know going for more um I do want to say like one I promise you I don't wake up every single day and think about my loans Mm -hmm. like I'm not waking up in the morning going oh my gosh I have to pay my student loans like it just I think when you accept that it like debt is at some point going to be a fact of life like maybe not now maybe you don't have to take out loans for school and that's amazing but like at some point you're gonna buy a house Mm -hmm. and you're probably not gonna put $400,000 $400,000 in cash down on it, you know? But thanks, Dave Ramsey, for yeah. that piece of advice. <laughs> yeah, like, if you can't, you know, great, more power to you. Right. But that's not reality for pretty much anyone. <laughs> so, like, at some point, you are going to have debt. So, first of all, if you have stu- student loans, it's practice mm-hmm. for even bigger expenses, even though education is already a huge one. Um, and I think my second piece of advice... Um, this is something I'm doing right now, so, like, I'm going back to school, so my financial situation, like, is a little bit more, like, unsteady, so what I've been doing is I'm making my student loan payment right now, but then I'm taking, 
like however much I want to pay right now but then whatever that minimum loan payment is that I have to make I'm, I'm making sure to set that aside um, in my savings for the future just in case like something happens mm-hmm. and I'm in school and like I'm not making the money that I need to be making or something like something comes up then I know that I mean even though I don't like your student loans are deferred while you're in school never mind that's that's besides the point but I'm putting some like the minimum requirements away so that I can have that in the future Mm -hmm. as like a little bit of a buffer Mm -hmm. also coming out of school and like finding a job it's like okay well I know that I can here's my like x amount of money per month that I have that I put aside so I would say like do that if it's possible for you even if you can't put aside a whole student loan payment but it's like $10, like whatever, just something to be like, okay, this is like a little bit of like buffer room in the future in case something happens. Mm-hmm. That way I'm not stressed about making my student loan payments. Yes. So I got a little bit of loan advice from the accounting. I was like, so you're wrong. And that was stupid. No, that was, that was actually good. Like always do what you can do. Um, but he did say that the way like debt works, it's like always, um, acquiring interest, which mm-hmm. means you're going to pay like an insane amount more in your yep. interest and it's like than it was initially mm-hmm. so if that's confusing <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> else describe that but basically you're always if you have debt you're going to be paying more than what you initially needed the money for yep um so hopefully it's clear so, clear. so in my case I just have a car loan I'm like is this too much information for the internet I don't know no, I don't think so. But I ha- took the longest option to pay it mm-hmm. off. And I'm saving a lot, a lot of money by putting a lot towards my car now and yeah, paying it but, off way yeah. earlier. Yeah. And nobody didn't tell you that for some reason. Like, yeah. it's better to do the longest. Like, option. Yeah. Um, option. Yeah. So, like, it, whether it's 60 months or 72 months or whatever, like, do the longest option, but pay it off, like, years in advance. Yeah. And... That way, your monthly is your monthly payment is really low, but you're saving so much on interest by paying way more than your monthly, if possible. Yeah. Um. Does if that makes sense? Yeah, it does. Like you save a ton of money by paying it off. Yeah. Years earlier than pay than just doing the monthly till the end of your whatever. Yes. That's that's the first piece of advice. The second piece of advice, everyone should have, like, an emergency fund. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, duh. Some sort of, like, low-risk but um, compounding account. So, like, a money market account or or maybe even just a savings account if you get, like, rewards for having money in there or whatever. Um, So he said do that, and it should be between, like, four and six months of like your living expenses so what it takes to live so like your rent your groceries gas card payments like any bills you have um anything that's like gonna hurt you in the future so like debt and things like that just like having an an emergency fund that you don't touch Mm -hmm. um once you get up to whatever that four to six months of bills are yeah and along with that that sounds overwhelming and realize that takes time to build. Yeah, because totally. Because when I think about that, I'm like, I literally will never, ever, ever have that amount of money. But it's like it takes time to build. Yeah, for and sure. And like you said before, like, you're doing something is like 
better than better yeah. than nothing yeah and I like it's hard to be like oh I need to pay off all this debt and then I need to also build this emergency fund and have and a then savings I need account to, and, and then I need to make sure I have money to like go on trips that I want to go right. on before I die right and so that goes back into the budget he was like you budget out your extra that you're paying towards your debt mm-hmm. and budget out what you're paying towards your emergency fund and then worry about like the extra if you can like if you have extra after your bills are paid and after your expenses are done like then you get to decide how you want to make your money work for you whether that's like investing in stocks or bonds or mutual accounts or you know like Mm -hmm. how to make the basically the goal is to make your money work harder for you and there's a lot of ways to do that but Love that. I'm definitely not doing that at present. No, I'm not either. Would love to know how money works (laughs) at some point. I'm like, let me teach you what I learned. So, some of what I learned. We talked about taxes. We talked about investing. I'm going to say this. I had one two-hour session with a financial advisor, okay? And she's Bill Gates now. So, do not listen. Like, please. (laughs) I didn't know where you were going. (laughs) Please do your own research and ask around because and let me know if I'm wrong <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I want to know financial tips. yeah this is just what I learned what I took what I remembered from that that little meeting or whatever mm-hmm. so if I'm getting it wrong or if you think somebody something else is gonna work better for you great so here we go yeah um the first thing I learned is about taxes so taxes um you get put into brackets based on how much you make if you're married how many kids you I have know what you're gonna say yeah yes. so in regards to a retirement account whether that's your job offers you a 401k or you have to like or you start, do it on your own yeah you have to start your own ira like which is just basically your own independent retirement account your goal but tell me why i didn't know that's what that stood for until this exact moment <laughs> your goal is to pay the least amount possible in taxes so i we because we're single 20 year olds at the very very beginning of our career we are probably most likely in the lowest bracket yeah uh, to pay taxes so when you go to open an ira account do the research on the type of account you want to open or for a 401k i personally because i'm self-employed i opened an ira because i don't have a 401k yeah. that my like business gives me or whatever so that's where my most of my knowledge comes from i don't really know if yeah. you know what about 401ks but basically your goal is just to pay the lowest lowest in taxes so whether that's a deductible ira whether that's a roth ira you can kind of not cheat the system because you end up paying taxes anyway but it's like why would I be paying a deductible IRA for the rest of my life or right now hang on let me think about this (laughs) I'm like I personally am confused because I barely know what money is (laughs) because I think money is fake I do think money is a myth (laughs) so so if I were to open a Roth IRA that just means I pay my taxes now Mm -hmm. yes and what an IRA, IRA account does or a 401k does is you put in an amount and it compounds on each other. So if you make like 10% on $100 in a year, the next year you're going to have $110 and that's going to compound to $121 and like just keep going, you know? Yeah. And it always compounds on like the amount that was in it last year, even though the, your compound interest to so like the 10% never changes. 
Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Why did you explain that so well? I don't know. Better than anyone has ever explained that to me. I can briefly talk about a 401k, but I know basically nothing about it. Okay. You can do that after this. So, when you put in your money, if... So, right now, I'm paying the least amount of taxes, so it would make the most sense for me to choose a Roth IRA because I'm paying the least amount of taxes. And so, I'm going to pay as much as possible into my... If I did a Roth IRA into my Roth IRA because and then leave it to compound for the rest of my life to retire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I move up in brackets, stop paying it because I'm paying a lot in taxes. And then once you take it out, here's the tricky thing. With IRAs or 401ks, if you take it out before whatever the designated age is, so it's like, I think for IRAs, it's like 59 and a half, you have to pay taxes on your earnings. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you take it out after, you don't have to pay taxes on any of it because you pay taxes at the beginning mm-hmm. and the money just worked for you. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, for a deductible IRA, these are the only two I did research on so far. Um, a deductible IRA is when you take or get your tax deductions back. So if I were in a higher, if I'm in a higher tax bracket then it would make the most sense to do a deductible IRA because I'm paying more in taxes now than I would be at the end of my career when I'm making whatever I make in retirement. Mm -hmm. And then that's probably going to be the lowest um, tax bracket again. Does that make sense? So then when I get it taken out, because it's a deductible IRA, I will get taxed on everything that I take out. But since I'm going to be in retirement, I'm going to be in the lowest bracket. And so it's going to be the lowest amount of taxes granted taxes vary based on whoever's president and everything so right now especially we're probably going to be paying the least amount in taxes probably ever so that that's just what you want to do but do your research you know do your thing yeah I'm still deciding between which one I want to do and or other options those are the two I've like researched Mm -hmm. right now so you know yeah I honestly knew barely any of that because I don't have an IRA. I have a 401k because it's offered through my job. Um, So I just have, basically, I never see the money that goes into it. I just take out the max percentage or whatever that that my company will match. So it's taken out of my paycheck before um, I get paid and then it goes in and then my company like matches whatever percent that is. Um, And it's kind of nice to not see it. Yeah. Like it's kind of... It's kind of nice that I just get my paycheck and I, and I already know it's been taken out, but it, that will be switching because of my job changing and I'm dropping, I'm not full-time anymore, so I, I won't have that. Um, but yeah, obviously, like, you can totally do this on your own. Um, like, you don't have to work for a company that does that. You can, you can do it on your own and any money you save is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did want to talk about savings, just like... I think savings, like, make that a non-negotiable every single month. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, if you're building your budget and stuff, it doesn't have to be, like, this crazy amount of money that you save every month. It can literally be $10, and you can do it either, like, a percent. So maybe, like, I think this is kind of – it's nice to do a percent if if you work hourly and Mm -hmm. if you don't make the same amount of each month. So I think I did this in high school. It would be, like, whatever, say Mm – 
you just are like, okay, 10%. Like, I'm just going to take 10% because it fluctuates month to month. So, I'll just take 10% and put it away. Um, or you can pick, like, a specific dollar amount if you want to. But just try to make whatever it is, like, a non-negotiable every month. And remember that, like, by saving money, like, that's yours. And you're keeping it and you're investing it. Like, you're that's investing in your future. And that's, like, mm-hmm. yours to take home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I wanted to say that about savings yeah what's really hard about finances is that it's very much future focused Mm -hmm. and we're very like in the present I want everything I want now type of culture slash society so it is genuinely so hard um well there's another thing I wanted to talk about dang it oh do we want to talk about investing I don't feel equipped enough it'd be kind of cool to have someone talk about it I know I'm like can we get a real should we have him on the podcast that'd be so nice actually yeah Guys. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm literally not kidding. <laughs> well, we'll see what we can do about that. But let me tell you what I learned about stocks and bonds. I'm like, I can't talk about investing fund. because, once again, it goes back to the premise that money isn't real, so. <laughs> so, stocks is, this Haley is about to, you're going to be like, I am a man. That's what I felt like after leaving this. <laughs> I'm crying during this because I'm like, why have you explained this better to me than any man ever has? Because if there's one thing men likes to explain. <laughs> it's money and it is the stock market and I don't freaking understand anything they ever say about it no matter how many times it's explained to me and you're making it make sense so let's hear it okay I want to hear it so the stock market this is the this is the explanation I got I was like literally what is it how does it work I don't understand I don't even know what it is I'm like it's fake it's fake it, it's basically fake. you're buying ownership into the companies that you buy stock in oh like you're a stakeholder right Right. I think I learned that in, like, one class sometime. So, but with, like, a bajillion other people. Yeah, yeah, And the reason, I forget the reason why stocks are so risky, um, but I forget the reason why stocks are so risky, my apologies, but he said, if you're going to invest in stocks, do it with, it's almost like an intuition game. Like, stocks, investing in stocks is actually gambling, because if you're going to yeah, do it, it right, you have to it's do it long term. You have to do it long term. Mm-hmm. And that means you have to like bank on a company doing well for like a long time when stocks is like literally fluctuates all the time. And it also means that you have to like watch the stocks, but also just know that it's like gonna fluctuate and you have to leave. You can't freak out and like let like pull your money out That's before it's the, like, how the Great Depression happened. Yeah. Pull your money out because Actually, it's, like, even dropped. True? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I know the stock market <laughs> stock market crashed. But that's a blatant lie. I don't I'm know like, what that means. That's great depression. No, that was a run on the banks. Never mind. Everyone took their money out of the banks. <laughs> not the stock market. Um, I don't know. I don't know history. I need to reread the American Girl doll books. <laughs> Everyone's be like, what the f? <laughs> I'm not listening to anything these women say. Yeah. But anyway, basically, basically, the stock market is gambling and you're, he was like, I invest in stocks by, like, my intuition. And I was like, oh. So the reason men keep us out of the stock market is because our intuition is a lot freaking better. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Everyone Mm. probably does it great. Um, But, yeah, you basically have to be like, I think this is going to work out. Invest your money and then leave it for a long time. And there's, like, less – you don't even have to, like, invest in certain companies. There's, like, different types of funds. Right. So that's when – Because I know the names, but not what they are. 
that's when we get into like mutual funds and stuff like that. Mutual yes. funds basically just mirror the stock market. Yeah. Um, they so historically the stock market will make you about ten percent of whatever you put in, which is not great. I'm like, why is everyone gambling their money on something yeah. that's gonna make them ten percent? But whatever. So basically, mutual funds, you, um, it's this is genius to me. Like whoever decided to do this wins because they basically said we're going to take a bunch of people take all their money and eventually and invest it in a bunch of different Mm -hmm. stocks and that way the risk is really low because every person has like a 0.001 percent like ownership so it's like if a couple of them fail like other ones are doing good and like you don't really see the the i don't know the drastic ebb and flow of that the stock market actually is you get more of like the 10 percent increase at the end so that was another way you can invest in stocks bonds bonds also genius idea there when you give a loan basically to businesses so if somebody so you how does it oh when you give your money when you buy a bond you're basically offering a loan to whatever company it is Mm -hmm. and what's nice about bonds is you also want to do it long term but you get a return every six to 12 months and it's the same so like you're making a return I think it's also 10% or something like that I think it depends on how risky you go Mm -hmm. I don't actually know really how much you get back but like you will get a percentage back and it's a sure thing so it's every six to 12 months that you would get your return back. The only thing that's scary about bonds is that if a company were to crash, like to go out of business, they pay their owners first, which is the stocks. So if anything's left, you're going to get probably nothing if your bond ends up like dropping or, I don't know, losing business or whatever. So that's the only thing but they tend to be less risky um therefore more reliable and um a little bit more predictable and you can pull out your money from like you can refuse a loan i guess yeah question mark um from anyone um so if you see like a business going down you can be like eh, i'm gonna take out i'm gonna like yeah. take my loan or whatever and you probably have to like pay whatever the remainder is back but like you wouldn't have like lost any of your earnings i guess yeah so, that's the best I can do. Hopefully, that was helpful. I feel like a man, as you said. <laughs> we have some finance bros on here. Except for all of our finance bros are literally 22-year-olds investing in the stock market. No, no, no. Uh, I'm talking because boyfriends. Okay, I'm perfect. I'm finance bro on Wall Street. Yeah, he's going to listen to me and be like, um, absolutely he's gonna send me, not. <laughs> like, he's going to send me edits. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I want edits. I want to learn. I'm like... Part of the reason I want to even talk about this is because I want people to tell me what else I'm doing wrong. I'm just so down for learning all of this. Yeah. I wanted to say, you touched on something before we were talking about the stock market. Frick, I don't know what brought this up, but basically I wanted to talk about not living outside of your means and not, Mm. like, chasing an aesthetic, Mm -hmm. which I know that sounds so weird and it's so, like, reflective of the time we live in, but, like... I think it's so easy to see, like, these young people who, like, seem like they have it all together and have these, like, cute lives and, like, are buying houses at, like, 20. And it's, like, 
you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes one you don't know what kind of financial help they're getting from their parents from Mm -hmm. other people um and then two like everyone has a different financial situation and three your life does not need to look any certain way Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's pressure to have your life look a certain way that makes people feel that they need to live outside their means Mm -hmm. that's all I wanted to say about that I don't remember what you something you said made me think of it I don't remember what it was now but I just wanted to say that um because there do be pressure to look a certain way well yeah actually from the what we said podcast that came out today they talked about that a little bit they were talking about how um they're like because they're influencer influencers or whatever mm-hmm. and like influencer culture I guess is like out of touch with reality but it's like their reality so it's like vice versa you know what I'm saying yeah. but they were saying they were like I don't think people talk about enough the fact that like I cannot afford everything that's in my closet or all the skincare I have or, like, everything like that. And, like, I totally don't think about that. When I'm, like, scrolling through Instagram and I, like, see something that they're, like, advertising for or whatever or that they use all the time or, like, whatever, I'm, like, oh, my gosh, like, how are they affording this? Like, these outfits are, like, $500 for a pair of jeans and another $500 for a shirt. Like, it's just, like, so unattainable. But it's, like, a lot of times this influencer like culture that we let I don't know rule our social media I guess and like we try to be more like with like aesthetic and all of that like you were saying they don't even they can't even afford that either they just give it get given they get yeah all of that stuff as like a gift honestly I think about it like even what your job gives you like think about like at my work like and most places you work at like they buy your computer, you know, Mm -hmm. they buy you, like, what you need, they buy you this technology that you need, all of this stuff, like, I'm not out here buying, like, another Mac just to, like, have, but it's, like, that was given to me as part of my job, and, like, or just, like, travel expenses, like, you're, Mm -hmm. if you, if you work at a corporation, like, your travel expenses are paid or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, you're usually, you know, you'll have food, you know, lunches bought for you and things like that, it's, like, that's given to me as part of my job. Their job just isn't separated as much. So it yeah. just looks like their life. Yeah. Kind of. Totally. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think that's really good. Um, two more things I wanted to say. The first thing is you really do have food at home. No. Just kidding, we do. <laughs> I love eating at home. Oh, I do too. Um, the second thing is to still have fun and, like, do the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, like, everyone has different priorities when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, what we're saying, like we said, take literally everything with a grain of salt because our lives look different. Like, our priorities look different. Um, I was just seeing, actually, Ashy Adams on her story. That's her name, right? No idea. Okay, never mind. I don't follow her. Okay. Um, she was just talking about today on her story that, like, you're – your personal relationship to money is just that like it's personal and it's like any other relationship in your life Mm -hmm. um so I just kind of wanted to end on that that like yeah everyone's relationship to money looks different everyone has different priorities just like everyone's romantic relationships looks different everyone has different like things they're wanting to get out of Mm -hmm. relationships so it's like once again don't compare your needs are different than everyone else's and just be aware of that and take this with a grain of salt yes so yeah, us listening to one financial advisor for two hours and thinking that we can make a podcast. Listen to literally one TED Talk. Hope that it was helpful though. I no, learned yours, a lot. <laughs> no, yours, mine is just like literally things that I 
the, my baby financial tips that I've just been trying to do since I was like 18. You're just like, this is actually how money works. And I'm like, once again, we will return to the point. Money is fake. Money is fake. Just but kidding. yeah, anyway. So hope that was helpful. If you have any critiques, edits, pointers, I want to know. So you can DM me individually. Nicely. Yeah, yeah, I don't DM even Emma. care. You can be mean. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> I'm nope. like, at this point, I don't feel anything. <laughs> Send this to Emma because I don't want them. <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully, hopefully that was helpful in the slightest. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We're all we'll... just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. yeah, like Emma said, if you do have tips, let us know. If you have people you think we should talk to on the podcast if you want to learn more about finances because we do let us know let us know and you can find us at the hasis podcast or email us at us at hello.hasis podcast hello.hasis podcast at gmail.com yes if all else fails oh oh, i was gonna say if all else fails just manifest more money (laughs) write it in your journal always be doing that though actually always be writing in your journal, they I are. have abundant resources. Mm-hmm. Yes, and amen. <laughs> Gets canceled for that. I don't care okay, either. That, that's it for tonight. Wishing you abundance. Bye, Bye sis. sis.